Good morning, friends and foes. Welcome to Back of the Cereal Box. I am your host, the prophet of pop culture, John Pica. You can call me Johnny. And this morning, Willow and I are going to talk about Marvel versus DC while Debarty pulls out her hair and tries to avoid absolute boredom. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we got a cereal taste test right after this. It's like Coca-Cola, Levi's Strauss, Johnny Carson and Mickey Mouse. The first star was James Dean. Elvis Presley and he's still the king. Some things are only imitatable. You can't be that original. Hey there, friends and foes. If that theme song doesn't get your fire started, then your wood is wet. This is Back of the Cereal Box, a pop culture podcast that celebrates the fun of the Saturdays of our youth while navigating adulthood today. I am John Pica, the prophet of pop culture. You can call me Johnny. And Avengers comic books and Star Wars movies and Saturday morning cartoons made me who I am today. And this morning, I am trying Lucky Charms Honey Clovers. That's what's in my bowl. And uh, we are called back to the cereal box because I am of an age that we did not have smartphones and tablets at the breakfast table on Saturday mornings. We were reading the back of the cereal box. That was our newspaper. That was our world. That was my portal to all of the cool pop culture stuff that I love today like comic books, cartoons, Godzilla movies, kaiju, kung fu movies, board games, music, the whole nine yards. And uh, we are super glad to have you guys here. This show is for you. We are going to celebrate the fun of our youth while navigating adulthood today. And I want to recognize uh, our sponsors, the Murdering Crows, Their record, Four Bad Crows, is available on Amazon, Google, and Apple Music, and they did our awesome theme song, and I also want to recognize our awesome sponsors, Sharice Collins, Cindy Kep, Brian Huff, Dave Manginelli, Dave Mattingly, Crystal Raven-Jones, Eli Cash, and your name can be in lights with them if you become a sponsor at buymeacoffee.com slash cerealboxpod, and that address will be scrolling along the bottom throughout the show. If you love the show, contribute generously. If you hate the show, contribute even more generously to help us improve. And um, congratulations to Eli Cash, who uh, hit a uh, sponsor level this week that got him a bunch of cool swag. So uh, Eli, you got some fun stuff on the way. All right, it is time to welcome in my co-host of 10 years, my broadcast partner, my, uh, as she would put it, my work wife. And uh, she is incredibly talented, incredibly beautiful, model, actress, photographer, the incomparable Debarty. Hi! Good morning, (laughs) Debarty. I know, listen, there's one thing I do better than anything is introduce people. 
Yeah, you do. So, uh, Debartee, tell people, because we have new viewers, new listeners every week, tell people who you are, what you do, uh, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl this morning. Uh, photographer. Um, that's my main thing. Actress. We use that all those things. So, my pop culture. Uh, friends. Vampires. Uh, witches. Look behind me. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Hocus Pocus sisters behind me. Sanderson sisters. Um, what else? Wizard of Oz, dinosaurs. I love dinosaurs. Yeah. What's in my bowl? Coffee. But as always. <laughs> but we have a very special treat for our guests. We're gonna save that for a minute. Um, Debartee, I need to borrow a, a Tyrannosaurus Rex. I have plenty. I may come get it today. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, also welcome in our third, our other co-host, our compliment. She's the one who keeps D and I on the straight and narrow, helping out in the back room. She is the peppermint princess, the social media socialite, the one, the only, Willow Skyler. Hello. Stuff. <laughs> Yes, and and our emotional support Canadian. Yep. This week was election day in the U.S. Um, I have no idea who was running, what the issues were. Anything. Hugs for all of you. <laughs> I'm sure it's uh, it's kind of stressful watching uh, that kind of election. I I don't watch anything. I don't watch the news. <laughs> if it's important enough for me to know, someone will tell me. That's my that's my motto. Um, so, Willow, because we have new listeners, new viewers every week, tell people who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl. Well, I'm broadcaster by day, barista by night. I am a huge nerd when it comes to Marvel Comics, uh, movies, television, and, um, well, uh, comics. <laughs> Although I feel really bad because I haven't picked up a comic, a new comic in a long time. Um, uh, but that that being said, I, I have something for new loot later that I want to show off. So, <laughs> all right, excellent, excellent. And what's in your bowl this morning? What's in my bowl is uh, what's left of the uh, 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 Nestle Quick uh, cereal. Nestle Quick. <laughs> I, so, so uh, I don't think we have that in the U.S. I've not seen the Nestle Quick cereal. It's, it's, it's got to be like Cocoa Puffs, right? Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, it turns the milk all chocolatey and yeah, it, it's it's good. Lots of sugar listen, in it, though. Listen, um, <laughs> so this I, I'm so happy that um, Target is carrying Magic Spoon cereal now. And so I've been able to and, and they've had it on sale this week. So I went out and I bought a bunch of boxes of the chocolate. Oh, you guys, okay. uh, first of all, I, I think it's better than Cocoa Puffs or Cocoa Pebbles or Cocoa Rice Krispies. And it turns the milk chocolate, but not in an art of it. it I it tastes so good. I don't know. It's superior. Okay. I love it. Um, now, we have some comments. And this is how the show works, everybody watching. You guys get to join us in the 
virtual rec room. You're part of the audience. You're part of the show. You are the fourth host this morning because we're without Ivy this morning. Uh, George Bueller says, good morning, campers. And Facebook user says, morning from Fanboy Knoxville. No cereal this morning. Greek omelet, though. That's Sandra Noel, I believe. And she's at Fanboy Knoxville. I'm really jealous. Sandra, why didn't you volunteer to pick me up on your way? <laughs> we need to have a conversation. You know, I've never been to Fanboy Knoxville. And I know I need to go. I've never been. But, you know, life, adulting is hard. Yep. Anyway. And uh, she says, have a good show. We're going to have a great show. We're going to miss you, but have fun at Fanboy. Hey, Sandra, take a bunch of pictures and video and, and be our correspondent. We'll give you credit. We'll give you credit for that. So, And uh, George Bueller says, I'm rocking grape Pop-Tarts this morning. I didn't know they had grape. I just bought those. George, how are they? Because it sounds kind of weird. Not that I eat Pop-Tarts, but everybody in my family does. I'm wondering if it's like the great medicine the kids had because they, they don't like great stuff for that reason. Well, I love grape flavored stuff. I would think grape pop tarts would be like grape, uh, like grape jelly on your toast. Oh, I but, would hope maybe. Or like a grape jelly filled donut. It's been a long time since I've had Pop-Tarts anyway, so... I've never heard of a grape jelly-filled donut. Mm -mm. It's always been like raspberry, which I hate raspberry. Or strawberry. You guys, we have a very special surprise. All of a sudden, you speak the devil's name, and they show up. Hailing all the way from New York City... <laughs> She's gonna body slam you with laughter. It is the Silver Queen, Ivy Roman. Hey. Ivy, you're you're in a you're covered up with a blanket. Oh, we have no sound from yeah. you, Ivy. I didn't turn the mic on. <laughs> I had to poop, y'all. I'm sorry, I'm late. <laughs> I had to go. <laughs> Johnny, sometimes I'll we'll do it for you. I can't. I can't no more. My body's like, get out. Get out. <laughs> Carl Witzman says, no likes yet. I fixed that. Can't stay, but at least I could do this. Thank you, Carl. So, Ivy, since you just shocked the audience, shocked me, tell people, because we have new viewers, new listeners every week, who you are, what you do, what your pop culture passion is, and what's in your bowl. Hi, y'all. My name is Ivy Roman. I'm a professional wrestler, comedian, content creator. Um, my fandom is X-Men. That is my all-time, all-time favorite. But I'm, <laughs> geek I'm geeking out over Orville right now. Orville is my favorite show at the moment. The I haven't seen yesterday's episode yet. That's tonight. I'm going to watch it tonight. I was too tired. Um, but what's in my bowl is I had some hot me oatmeal when I was trying to get ready to come on so i ate it already so i'm sorry but i used to eat oatmeal um when it was hot summers like in new york because the ac is blasted and i wanted to feel a little warmth so be hot cereal today you guys and my coffee is coming by in two seconds 
<laughs> oh, you've got a cabana boy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and look at that beautiful, voluptuous Ivy Roman hair. It's voluminous. Yeah. Is that a word? I don't know. Is it is it? now. <laughs> it is. I think Johnny created a word. Um, this is my natural hair. This is. I love it. Thank you. D, my boo, Willow. I miss you ladies so much. D, especially you. I'm having like separation anxiety a little bit. And I have to Aww. be, I have to confess. I miss you a lot. Oh, we have you. missed you. My kids now, talk is... about you all the time. When's Miss Ivy coming back? Oh my God. Now, Just... what is that behind you, Ivy? This is my actual apartment, y'all. And this is a love sack. So this is like a memory phone beanbag chair. Yeah. This is what I lay in when I watch Orville. And that's my little heated blanket right over there. And this is my Maddie living room. One, Maddie got one of those for Christmas. They're massive. Yeah. The love sack is They're a massive. little old. They're like well, <laughs> and I've, I've got yeah. I've got mine, my Zorby over here in the rec room. Ooh. Um I've got two, one here and one downstairs in my uh Is that what you were going to have me to sleep in if I would have stood over? No. Because I would have. <laughs> you could have. You could have. My my daughter's best friend sleeps in it when she spends the night. But uh, And I've fallen asleep many times in, in the Zorby, um, the love Even sack. Even at conventions. Yes. It did happen. <laughs> D, please tell me you have pictures for us to use later on. Of course. Absolutely. D, D is always prepared. She does not fail, Willow. <laughs> so George Bueller comments about the grape Pop-Tarts. He says, they are tasty, and it is like grape jelly. Okay. Now, mm. Ivy, we just Cold. had, we were having a, having a little, well, no, hot. No, Pop tarts. You put them in the toaster. I, you heat no, them up. No, I don't. And then like you dunk them, them in milk. I don't like them hot. I just eat them straight from the box. Is it weird? Am I D, weird? D, you, you're looking at me like <laughs> I'm, I'm bizarre. So we were having this, this, this conversation. D. Barty says that uh, she's never had a grape-filled jelly donut. That's what I said. Well, I don't like. Why donuts would you put it in milk? Really that's disgusting. <laughs> a grape jelly donut, dunk it in milk. Oh, are you oh. serious? That's delicious. Mm. Mm -mm. No, no, thank you. Mm. Willow, help me out here. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Where's Sean? This is, sounds like a guy thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, donuts and milk. That's a, that's like the best thing donuts ever. Donuts and coffee. In okay. Coffee. In coffee. Yeah. No, I well, don't drink coffee. <laughs> We know that. <laughs> yeah, well, you're the weirdo here then. So no, it's just his preference. I think, like for me, I just don't like anything with like grape filling or any filling in a donut. Oh, Ivy, my wife eats them straight out of the package too. See, George, I knew me and your wifey was was besties. I knew it. <laughs> well, speaking of back of the cereal box, that's what we're called. And I, I, for those of you who are just joining us, it's because, you know, we didn't have iPhones or iPads at the breakfast table when we were kids reading the back of the cereal box at Saturday morning. And this one, you guys, I got Lucky Charms Honey Clovers at um, Ollie's this week. You can see that price tag. 
Oh my god, 229? Yeah, well, there's a reason why it's only 229. Forget it. The, the cereal is very bland. The the marshmallows are tasty, but the rest of the cereal doesn't taste like anything. And I don't know if this could should concern me. The, it's turning the milk gray. Ew, Johnny, listen, didn't we go through this at ICCC? I was it's, just about to say on. that. that <laughs> no, it's it's because of the color. It's because of the blue dye in the marshmallows. But wasn't this, that the, the problem you had with the the fruit loop the, thing? Uh, uh, the magic fruity pebbles. Yeah, that was not a good thing. But anyway, <laughs> um, this has a pretty fun little game on the back. So you got to go down this river of marshmallows and you got to do this pattern, you know, hop from one marshmallow to the other, but you got to follow this pattern. I want to go on a lazy river now. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it is. A lazy river with marshmallows, a little lazy river, gather the gold, lazy river. Oh my goodness, Johnny, imagine a cereal theme park. How dope would that be? Well, it's funny that you should say that. There's 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 stuff coming. Not a theme park, but a themed event. Oh, I, I sense uh, Willy Wonka coming up. <laughs> I have the hair a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> now, we have a surprise for everybody. DBRT has some new loot. <gasps> Wait, let, let's 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 throw that up there to really set this up. Mm. It's time for new loot. And when I was a kid, you would reach into the cereal box, dig around for the toy, and pull it out. And um, I actually have something this morning, courtesy of a sponsor. <laughs> Uh, we we were donated a, a cool collectible by Gray Skull Collectibles in uh, Indianapolis. Oh, that's awesome! And he donated. Oh no way, Johnny! You're so lucky you're in another state because I would take that from you. Well, <laughs> what you gonna do, brother? Hop on a flight and steal it. <laughs> when the NWO runs wild all over you, brother. This is a prop for the uh, the stage show back of the cereal box that I am opening up uh, at the end of this month. A one-man show inspired by this podcast and Gray Skull Collectibles in Indianapolis donated that to the cause. And uh, you can visit them in Indianapolis and uh, take a picture of this screenshot. Take $2 off any action figure or toy if you mention back of the cereal box. But D-Barty has something very special. Ooh, D, and D-Barty, I won't put you all the way center, but I am yeah. going to bring you like, here. Don't. <laughs> okay. We are going to put yeah. you there. Show us what you got. I got your monster cereal. That's what yay, I got. Yay, yay, <laughs> yay. And I'm going to find a way to get down there, maybe today, because I got to pick up a Tyrannosaurus Rex for the stage show. Because the the Tyrannosaurus Rex in the show is going to fight Hulk Hogan. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's going to be epic. All right. 
So show us what you got, DBRT. I got cereal. Oh, oh! she has a magic book delivery. <laughs> so she's going to open it up for us. Show okay, us what's so inside. I'm going to do that over here. And then okay. so four boxes. I got four boxes. I'm just going to dump it oh, out. Oh, So I got s'mores. Okay. And what is this one? Chocolate. Uh, the, the chocolate, the cocoa one. Amazing. And I got cookies and cream. Okay. And I got cinnamon roll. <gasps> All right. Excellent. Now, so the cinnamon roll, the, the cookies and cream, and the, uh, what was the other one? The uh, chocolate roll. s'mores. No, the s'mores. I, I've had the chocolate. The chocolate is the best of any chocolate cereal I've ever had. Period. Hands down. Ooh. Okay. Um, but well, let's try that one. Shall we? All right. Do you oh. like chocolate? Um, sort of. Kind of depends. I hope you don't make me a liar. Well, it smells really good. It's <laughs> so good. You hear that it's magic so good. Spoon? You should sponsor us because I bought this from you, and I don't do cereal. <laughs> she doesn't. No, and and the fact that she shipped it to herself—that is a big, uh, monumental moment. <laughs> Not only did she buy it, well, she buys cereal for her family, as you see behind her. Yeah. But she's actually going to try it. So that's these huge. These are really good. I I know. I told you. These are really good. Are you going to try like, them with milk? I bought almond milk, but I'm not going to do that right now because I have four of them. Well, so here's the thing with the, the Magic Spoon cereals. Unlike Lucky Charms, which went soggy almost immediately, that Magic Spoon cereal stays crispy forever. I like the texture of it. It's very fluffy. Yeah, it's it's fluffy, but it doesn't get soggy. I'm going to try s'mores next. The s'mores. This one I have not tried. She's opening the box. She's smelling it. Okay, so we have... There's like several different colors here. Okay. It's all like s'more stuff. Can you see? Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Cute. So I'm going to try the... it all at one time to get the whole flavor and everything going. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. She go. put the and whole thing is in her mouth. Breaking <laughs> down the cereal in her taste buds. She is thinking, mm, I think I like this. Mm, I don't know. I taste, I taste a little graham cracker. Oh, there goes the chocolate. Oh, there's a <laughs> smile. Okay. So it didn't really taste like s'mores, but it tastes like a candy bar. Okay. Okay. Which is good because I'm not a huge s'mores fan. Well, yeah, that that we've spoken about, so I I can contest to that. And and here's the thing that that I love about Magic Spoon, and D, you'll appreciate this because this is one of the reasons you got it at my recommendation. Um, Sugar free, Mm -hmm. wheat free, grain free, soy free. Um, It's it's uh, no gluten. It's mm-hmm. vegan, it's all organic, It's and it's delicious. I know. I was like, mm, is it taste-free? It's really not, you guys. I mean, it's actually very good. Okay, I'm going to try the cookies and cream. <laughs> okay. I love this. Oh, my gosh. We may have converted D-Bar-T. 
Okay, so cookies and cream. It's like chocolate and vanilla. Cookies and cream. <laughs> She's got a whole handful of the cereal. She's I did, not you putting have it to get the, the whole thing. You have to I know. I, I love it. I love it. You have I to hit it. all the notes, okay? And she's breaking down the flavor of her taste buds. There's some head nodding. So it's like not, oh, Ooh. oh, there's something. It tastes Ooh. like cookies and cream. Ooh. Like legit. Like legit jet. Hmm. Like legit jet. Like a milkshake cookies and cream. Like I think this is my favorite. Well, we have a pop. We have a pop of cereal. I'm it. Are we doing the cinnamon roll too while we're at it? Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Bring it, baby. I have never seen Johnny so excited on camera like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like Christmas in my mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, it smells good. I was like super cinnamony. Oh, what does that smell like? Cinnamon roll. A cinnamon roll. It just Cinnabon. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly it. Yeah. Like in the mall, Cinnabon? Like yeah. Oh, really? Oh, it's okay. strong. Here we go. And oh, no, just down. kidding. I have a new favorite. Oh. <laughs> so that that was no roll. breakdown. That was That's no breakdown. Really that tastes like Cinnabon. Does it really? It does. So, well, D, you think the you think the Cinnabon would taste better in my coffee than the other ones you've tried? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I, I'm getting the Cinnabon. So, so D, <laughs> yes. maybe maybe you can do the 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 uh, Ivy Roman method in Saturday mornings. Have the cinnamon roll Magic Spoon cereal in your coffee, or the uh, the the s'mores or the cookies and cream with your coffee. Well, I have pumpkin spice coffee. Like the cinnamon would probably be good, actually. Mm, yeah. Maybe you should try it now. No. Oh, so close. <laughs> and we so close. you're cut off, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> that close. That close. Oh, oh my goodness. That was so funny. Those are good, though. Like, I, I told you. Those are good. I've been telling you. I want you to try all the flavors. What what else do they have? <laughs> they have they have fruity, like Fruit Loops. They have frosted. They have peanut butter, which I love. Well, and I they can't have, have peanut butter, but well, it's not real peanut butter. If it's I mean, not real peanut butter, I could have it, but I'm allergic to peanuts, so we yeah, don't yeah, you you would have to check the ingredients. Well, and the thing that I love about it, okay, so it it has about the same calories as regular cereal. So, like Lucky Charms has 140 calories per cup, and and what what does uh, cinnamon roll have? 140 per cup. Yeah, but here's the bad. difference: it has. It has no sugar. It doesn't have the carbs. It doesn't have all of the chemicals. And so you can eat that cereal every single day. Yeah. And that's what I do. Every, you know, Sunday through Friday, I'm eating Magic Spoon cereal in the morning. Saturdays is the cheat day for the junk. But, and I'm not saying General Mills that your cereal isn't good, but when it's compared to something healthy and organic and keto. They need to and, step up. Yeah. yeah. I'm just <laughs> saying. I'm just sure. saying. I love Magic Spoon, and it's my everyday enjoyment. Well, they have, like, the high-protein, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, wheat-free, naturally-flavored, delicious childhood, what does it say? Childhood cereal for grown-ups. Ta-da! Got all that on there. That's kind of what our show is all about, right? Yeah! Yeah. That's why Magic Spoon needs to sponsor us. Hello, Magic Spoon. Um, hello. 
Ivy, they are in New York <clears throat> City. Where's the address? I'll knock on their door. I'm that ballsy. <laughs> Where's you? Johnny's like, I, he's like, Johnny's like, Ivy, like, call me. Call me when you're in the city. <laughs> they have me on board. They need to because I don't do cereal. What we need now is uh, Ivy Roman uh, with the owner of Magic Spoon and Headlock. <laughs> That's odd. I'll talk to you later. I'll I'll call you Ivy. Yes, please do. All right. Before I hit the beach later. So Ivy, Ivy and Willow, either of you have new loot for this Saturday morning? So I was trying to surprise you guys with a virtual studio. And I was trying to prop up my green screen that I've gotten, but it was a fail. And I threw it. It's somewhere on the other side of the house because it pissed me off. Because I didn't get to do what I wanted to do. And D, we've spoken about this and how it infuriates me. But I had a woosa moment and it's <laughs> going to go back to Amazon. But I am trying to continue to upgrade my end of my studio and make this podcast as high tech and experience as possible. And I have a green screen too and an I'm Amazon too lazy salesman. to set it up. <laughs> Every morning I get up and I'm like, I'm going to do the green screen. I'm like, set it up the night before. That's exactly no. what I was about to say. That's what I do. That's well, what, yeah, that's what we both do. So so that would sound like a reasonable thing, right? Except. Oh, that's the room where the big TV is and everybody likes to hang yes, out in the room. Yes, okay, that makes sense. Yes. And so. then you don't, you don't want nobody to fight because you, you don't got time for that. And it's I'm annoying. sorry. Aren't you the dad of the house? Aren't you the man of the house? Yes, oh, yeah, that's I'm why gonna no give one is, it back to you. That's why no one is allowed in here on Saturday morning. Okay, tell them tell them there's a curfew at like eleven. Like they have to be out by eleven. That's the curfew for that room. So that way you can have it set up. And then when you wake up, it's like, oh surreal. <laughs> no, so I know me well enough <laughs> to know that I'm not doing this in the morning. So and this is also my husband's workspace. And he mm-hmm. does video calls. So he's like, you have to take down the cereal boxes. <laughs> well, see, we need to get a green screen for you too, Debarty. And that way he can use it for his video calls. Oh, that would be I good. Like it. Problem be good. solved, right? Yeah, but yeah. she edits She edits in that room too. So she needs the desk space. But that's actually well, a good on. idea. For my my desk. Well, no, the green screen behind her. No, I feel like the cereal boxes uh, have, a, have a certain professionalism to them. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Look, we are in an age where you can be whoever you want to be and and still fit in with corporate culture. There was a great well, not in the corporate world for no, 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 yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah, nah. yes. There I was think I might get article. fired soon. <laughs> there was a great article on LinkedIn about it. Um, check it out. Anyway, well, well look, what you got this morning? Hold on, well, I have something to say to this. Okay, you might think that, and you might want to push that, and you might, and that's 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 great. And I do believe that you should be whoever you want to be. But in the corporate world, they tell you that, but what really happens, they don't accept that, and they will find a way to fire you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. I got fired for being a magician. Um. I caught my manager creeping on my social media. Just saying. Just saying. Well, they, they do. They do that. Keep, just keep, keep your work that... colleagues off the social media. Yeah, no, no, you no. Know how many They're... people have gotten fired because of what they posted on TikTok? I mean. Yeah. 
It's it's a thing. All right, Emily, what husband, you got for us? He has accidentally left the cereal boxes up, and they're like, "What is that behind you?" And he's like, "Oh gosh, my wife does a podcast. Like it's a whole thing." Anyway, okay, Willow, your turn. Willow. All right, so Ivy, you being a huge X Men fan, I think you you'll enjoy this. I actually found a <gasps> Dazzler figurine. Wait, hold on. Let's put your center screen here. Oh my god. Da -da 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 -da. That is so awesome. I'm jealous. It cost In me 30 way. bucks, but well, yeah, it is, folks. Now, are you are you going to leave it in the package or are you going I'm, to take it out and display it? I'm kind of thinking uh, leaving it right now because I don't know where to put her. Um, but if I do take her out of the package, I think I'm going to find some really cool LED lights to stick in her hands so that Ooh, that would be, be cool. awesome. That would her be awesome. Powers glow. The, the, the problem with that line that those, that that's the Marvel legends line, but it's the, the carded, uh, mm -hmm. is the problem is that the artwork on that card is so cool mm -hmm. and the way that it looks, you just hate to, you know, destroy yeah. the package. Yeah. I love it. Love it. That's why you kind of just uh, cut around the plastic and kind of <laughs> slide it out. Like if you're robbing a museum. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, it's, it looks like there's, uh, there's like a cover up uh, over the plastic or, or, you know what, on the other side here that it actually, you can probably, I'll do I, it. I'll, no, not right now. Um, but it. no, like if I can find another figurine like this, then I'll probably open that one up. But even that, if you I wanted to it. display it on a wall, you could get like a casing and just yes. like command strip yeah. it, and it'll look so super cute. That's awesome. Love it, love it, love it. Hey guys, we got some bad news this week. So wow. last week. You know, we celebrated the careers of Tony Dow and Paul Sorino and um, David Warner. Well, just a few days later, we lost Nichelle oh, Nichols, yeah. um, Lieutenant Commander Uhura from Star Trek, a trailblazer in so many ways. Um, not only was she uh, the first Black woman character in a power position, leadership position on television, she was one of the first black women in uh, a power position in Hollywood, period. She was also a producer, director, and writer, and um, she broke so many barriers in Hollywood. And um, I was looking for a really good high-res image from the uh, Mirror Mirror episode, where she was one of the first women to ever show midriff on network primetime television and um, first interracial kiss on television was between her and William Shatner. And she boldly went where no woman had gone before. And uh, we uh, we're going to miss Nichelle Nichols. Have, have any of you ever met her in real life? I didn't meet her in real life, but at a New York Comic Con, like I passed like uh, a panel that she was on. Uh, but it was just so many people. Obviously, can't get, really get there. But R.I.P. to the Queen, and thank you for setting, you know, making those borders and those lines invisible. 
I, I have a funny story about Nichelle Nichols. Um, I met her at a convention where she was sitting so- right beside uh, Guy Gerard. Guy Gerard was Buck Rogers on television. And Guy Gerard is a notorious sexist. And he's he's rather abrasive, a little bit of a misogynist. And Nichelle Nichols just had this look on her face like, please help me. Please help me. <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, Nichelle Nichols, live long and prosper, Lieutenant Commander Ohura. And we also lost Pat Carroll, the voice of Ursula the Sea Witch mm-hmm. from The Little Mermaid. And I know, Debarty, you are a fan of The Little Mermaid. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Those poor unfortunate souls. So sad. So true. Yes. Yeah, so uh, she was more than just Ursula. She had a huge career, too. Super long. You read her IMDb, you're like, holy crap. I had no idea Pat Carroll did so much. And um, that, sh- that movie, Little Mermaid, was like the start of the Disney renaissance. Because prior to that movie, I know none of you guys are old enough to remember this, 1989, um, Disney was at the verge of bankruptcy. And they had had flop after flop, failure after failure. Uh, and the latest, the, like the most substantial flop was a movie called Condor Man. It tanked hard. I mean, bad. And Little Mermaid saved that company and put them back on the map. And Pat Carroll was a big part of that. So rest in peace, Ursula the Sea Witch. Any memories about Pat Carroll from the panel? I just remember like watching The Little Mermaid for the first time with my cousin. And just how we were just captivated by like the villain and our, the fear that brought on as a kid, but then like just wanted, you know, Ariel to just get what she wants and stuff like that. So it just is those memories that come up when like those, these type of actors from my time, because I was so young, it's more of the feeling I had of experiencing the work that I saw. I have a question for everyone. I was thinking about this last night. Um, Because so many great movies came out in my youth that are considered some of the best of all time. And, uh, you know, one of them is The Lost Boys, which I consider one of the top five best movies of the 1980s. And there's talk about doing a remake of The Lost Boys. Nobody wants a remake of The Lost Boys. So I started wondering, you know, with studios floundering to come up with really compelling, engaging new content... Do you think there are any movies, and I think Little Mermaid might be one of them, that could be re-released today as a brand new movie? Not Don't call it a re-release. Just do a whole new media campaign and release it like a brand new movie. Are there any movies that you guys can think of from the past that you could see that happening with? I could see... Um... Reese Witherspoon's first movie when she was a a, a teen, uh, Man on the Man on the Moon, and mm. in that movie, it's like a country movie and it's a love story, um, and it's very heartfelt. So I feel like maybe if that was redone, um, not like redone, a, not uh-uh. not not redone, like if it was re-released, I think it would do very well because the story is very very compelling. 
D, you, you're looking at me like, why are you asking this question? If if they if they released Wizard of Oz today as a brand new movie, that's actually what I was thinking. But I don't know exactly what you mean. Like like just re. Don't don't even call it a re-release. It's no, a new release. Are you talking all, about all over again? Are you talking about like like make the original better and release it as a new movie? Well, they might do some tweaks with the color and the mastering and the sound. But not not changing anything, just doing a whole brand new media campaign and coming to theaters, you know, this August 10th or whatever. And, and you know, instead of trying to reinvent the wheel or do remakes, let's expose audiences to some of these great classics. Like, what if Ghost, the first Ghostbusters was released as a brand new movie again? I forgot about Ghostbusters being my thing. I'm a huge Ghostbusters fan, and I would love that. <laughs> I, mean, I think a lot of us do that, where it's like, oh, yeah, we love Ghostbusters, but... Yeah. I need a list to go down. I'm a huge yeah. Ghostbusters fan. Yeah. I mean, do you I'm, think people would go go see, like, The Lost Boys or Ghostbusters or, I or think they Back would. to the Future all over again? Yeah. Yeah, I think they would, because, I mean, a lot of people, like, us have grown children or children that are teenagers and i think that we would take our kids to go see that because that was the thing that we watched as kids well and, and young adults one of one of the reasons <laughs> one of the reasons movie executives say that they need to do remakes is because they've got these great stories these classic stories but modern audiences or younger audiences won't watch them on streaming or video because they're old movies. And I'm like, well, only because you told them it's an old movie. Yeah, I mean, so you have things like The Wizard of Oz. I mean, I don't really think that that's... I mean, other than, like, the beginning of it, it's not really set in a time. You know what I mean? Right. And then, I mean, like, Ghostbusters, obviously, they don't have cell phones or anything. But, I mean, you can get away with that pretty easily. You call it a period piece. Yeah. I mean, I think it's... I mean, even in the new Ghostbusters, how many times did they actually use a cell phone? Not many, because they were out in the woods. Yeah. I mean, like what, every exactly. every year, uh, there's a theater chain that does uh, bring back some o- older films uh, into uh, into the theaters, um, and then uh, I, you know what, Goonies. If they were to do that to Goonies, uh, bring back like and create a whole new fan base for that, I, I think it would well, it would be a big hit. Again. That's funny that you mentioned Goonies, Willow, because that's the movie that got me thinking along these lines. I was at Kroger last night make, uh, making a deposit in the bank, and I went by the spinner rack of the DVDs and, and Blu-rays, and there's Goonies. And I was like, you know, with all of the hype over, you know, all of the love of the 80s pop culture right now with Stranger Things, and if you guys haven't watched Paper Girls on Netflix, it's kind of a you know, Stranger Things for Girls, um, all of this 80s nostalgia. I'm like, all of this stuff is inspired by Goonies and by E.T. and by uh, Back to the Future and by Ghostbusters. And, you know, a lot of kids aren't seeing these things because they're old movies that mom and dad wanted want me to watch. Yeah, well, and I- you're... 
Look, I hate, I absolutely hate when they remake the movies like that. I, I absolutely do because they don't do it right. They don't That's bring right. justice to the storyline. The acting's terrible majority of the time. Like it's just it it's not good. But it's I think really like good. with Hocus Pocus, I love that they're doing a second one. 20 some odd years later so it makes it's you a go continuation watch. of the story right so it makes you go watch the first one so Chris- if you did that with these you know older movies did a continuation 20 some odd years later then you have to go watch the first one can i just say something about okay i love hocus pocus but i really wish mick garris i really wish that you would do podcasts so that we can talk to you about your film <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Chris Goins <laughs> says, what about Monster Squad? I love Monster Squad. Um, it doesn't hold up real well, but it's a fun movie. Um, and look, I I went and saw a bunch of these movies in the theater again during the pandemic. We had a local theater that you couldn't get new movies. So they started replaying. They We saw Ghostbusters. We saw Back to the Future. We saw Empire Strikes Back in the theater again. And my son loved it. It was phenomenal. Anyway, I'm going to get off my soapbox. I'd love to hear from you guys watching what you guys think. Um, Post your comments. But we got to get to our main topic. And that is Marvel versus DC. And um, so Ivy, Willow, you and, and I are big comic book fans. Dee is not a comic book fan. But she is a Superman fan. And so at first, Dee was like, I don't want to be on the show Saturday. Well, I knew why, though. Because and I, she's I was the only DC fan at the moment. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's not why. I, no, I knew I was expecting it when I announced the topic. Because she's not, <laughs> she's not a comic book reader. And she's not into... Uh, the the comic books that we are, and she doesn't know the difference between Marvel and DC. Well, and, I I do, but it took me about five years to learn after right. working with you for ten. Like and, legit, it took me forever to learn because I had to ask a lot of questions. What the heck is Marvel and DC? I don't understand. And those are great questions. And so I absolutely said no, D. You have to be on because you are the representative of the audience that. They may not realize that there's a difference and even understand why it's important. And the reason why I wanted to do this topic this week is because of all of the news that came out um, this week during the uh, Discovery Investors Call. Yes, Ivy Roman. Who said it's important? It's I the did. Difference, the difference is not important. Listen, I'm so sorry. I have to cut you over quick, Johnny. I love you. But... I I just split I split Marvel and DC in just what I like. I keep them in the categories of what I like. I don't go in depth into the whole nook and crannies of everything because then people want to debate. It's like service after Sunday. Everybody else wants to be the pastor. No, like we're not doing this. Like let's just keep well, it separate and enjoy it. Well, let me let me frame the conversation here. Gotcha. I, I'm not I'm not gonna say one is better than the other. This is not which one is better or best. But it leads to there all the time. Well, not not today, not this morning. I I just I think it's important for um, consumers, the the audience to know the difference so that they can make uh, so they don't get confused 
when they go see the movies or they go to a, a comic shop or to a bookstore and they they don't understand why um the Hulk isn't fighting Superman or Wonder that was Woman my question. Isn't... I was like, yes, it is exactly it. Cause we were talking about, you were like, Oh, you're a DC fan. And I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I, I don't even know what DC is. And so, I just like Superman like that. You know, that's legit. So all I knew. I, I'm, I'm going to break it down in, in the most basic terms. DC comics was the, one of the first comic book companies in the United States um, there, it stands for um, Direct Comics, and they uh, their characters tend to be the godlike characters, the characters sitting in the ivory tower on top of the uh, shining hill. Um, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they tend to be very perfect people um, with... No flaws, except for Batman. He's a little bit of a psychopath because his parents were killed. Well, Superman has flaws. Kryptonite gets him. No, that's a weakness. That that yeah, that's a weakness. That's not yeah. Yeah, they they don't have personality flaws. Gotcha. Not not like their counterparts at Marvel Comics. So Marvel Comics is the Avengers: Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, uh, Black Widow. And their characters were created and introduced in the uh, 1960s, maybe 20, well, 30 years after DC Comics. And their characters are grounded in real life problems. So, um, whereas the DC characters are set in a completely fictional world. The Marvel characters are set in real places like New York City and Chicago and L.A. And um, the X-Men were uh, an analogy for the civil rights struggle. And you had Spider-Man, who was a college student, high school student, who struggled with money and was nerdy and got bullied and picked on. And Iron Man, who struggles with alcoholism. And you have the, the Hulk who is, you know, an uncontrollable rage monster that Jekyll and Hyde. And and really, Stan Lee did a fantastic job of creating these characters who have real-life flaws. And it's kind of like the the Orville. Mm -hmm. You know, the Orville is Star Trek, but with real people who have real problems and real hang-ups. And that's kind of what Marvel Comics has been. And Marvel Comics, for the most part, has been more focused on social issues, social justice, um, on, um, you know, creating stories that we, the people, can put ourselves in. Because you can't put yourself in the place of Superman as as a fan. Well, if you break down his his character, he is a, a he is an immigrant. Yes. So... But he's an immigrant who is godlike. Mm-hmm. And and it's hard for audiences to put themselves in his place. It's yes, a whole lot easier. Perfect, and I love him. <laughs> <laughs> I like perfection. <laughs> and and every every time you see a picture of Superman, it's this kind of pose. Oh this, yeah, you know, strong, godlike. He's looking out over the landscape. Um, and and the mo- the TV show The Boys does a great job of showing what 
it would be like if Superman went bad. Um, because Homelander is Superman mm-hmm. and it ain't good. It ain't good. But um, so that's the main difference. And and they're owned by different companies. Um, DC Comics is owned by Warner Brothers, which is owned by Discovery, um, which it may not be owned by Discovery for much longer. Discovery is not doing well. I did an episode Wednesday night about this very topic. So if you're wondering what's going on with DC Comics, Warner Brothers, and HBO Max, go back and watch or listen to the uh, solo episode I did Wednesday. Um, And then Marvel Comics is owned by Disney. um, And um, that's only been recently. But um, that's a recent thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But so I'm going to do I'm going to do a quiz here. That's the main difference. And that's why they don't cross over. That's why Superman will not fight the Hulk. That's why Wonder Woman won't you know, team up with Thor. That in the nineties, they did release a Marvel versus DC uh, series. Yeah. Yeah. uh, yeah, A comic book series. And they've done crossovers from time to time. They did a Superman versus Spider-Man. They did X-Men versus Teen Titans, which is the single best comic book ever made. But that's, that's a whole nother story. (laughs) Um, But now they hate each other and, and their parent companies hate each other. Until that's Disney. so that's so sad because there's so much money to be made. If well, I mean, like, we're really all superheroes, can't we just get along? That yeah. would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, but 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 you know what? Warner Brothers Disney might buy Warner Brothers after this is all said and done. We got to wait and see. They they are certainly on the hunt again. They tried I would to love buy to see, it like Superman and Captain America team up because they're both really like. I just saw the actors in my head and I just started like <laughs> I started I started drooling mentally. Right? <laughs> I just Chris Henry. Oh. oh. <laughs> so George Bueller says, I always saw Marvel characters as better representation of humankind while DC characters are what we should aspire to be. Okay, that's that. a, that's a good way to put it. I love that. that. And I've always been a Marvel shell. I, I don't know why. Just the Marvel characters have always spoken to me. But I want to do this little, little, uh, little test. See, I'm the opposite, John. DC is always, and I guess it's because I aspire to be perfect. I'm just kidding. I don't know why. I, I, I don't know why. Well, D, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna quiz you. Okay. No, <laughs> this should go good. Yeah. And, 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 um, if, I'm still if half D. Asleep. If D doesn't answer the question correctly, Willow or Ivy, you jump in. All right, D, DC or Marvel? Um, DC. Oh, wait a minute. Are you are you showing me the characters telling me yes. to answer? Oh, okay, that's Marvel. Okay. Well, you got to tell people that are listening what it is. Okay. Batman, DC. Okay, yep. And the first one was Superman. Then we did Captain America, Batman. This one is Thor. Thor. Marvel. Yep. We got Wonder Woman. DC. We got Iron Man. Marvel. The Flash. Oh my God, I love Grant. Uh, let's see. He was on Smallville, so DC. Yep. <laughs> Green, Green Lantern. Uh, I'm going with DC. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Black Panther. Marvel. Mm-hmm. Um, the Hulk, Marvel. Yep. Spider Man, 
Marvel. Now I'm going to give you a, a trick question. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, actually, actually, you, you're, this is going to be funny, um, but I realized I forgot to upload an image. So um, this is a trick question, D. Captain Marvel. <laughs> Captain Marvel. Okay, since it sounds obviously like it would be Marvel, I'm going to go with DC. <laughs> that is correct because awesome. I'm showing I'm showing a picture of Sh the Shazam Captain Marvel. His name is Captain Marvel, but DC is not able to use the name Captain Marvel in any marketing, so they have to call the character Shazam um the Captain Marvel that is allowed to be called Captain Marvel is this Captain Marvel at Marvel, Carol Danvers. But D you got you got a one a, a perfect score. Yeah. Woo! Go D. You know a whole lot more than you said you did. I have learned over the years, all because of you. <laughs> well, I've you're a good teacher, Johnny. I've listened when you're like, I love Marvel, and these are all the Marvel characters. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So George Bueller says something interesting. I see a future where DC characters are farmed out to different publishers while Warner Brothers would still keep Batman. That could happen. Be and, and the reason why George is saying that is because this week, DC Comics released 20 Batman comics on the shelves. There, At there, one time? I, oh, that's not all of them. That's just this week. Oh, wow. It's like DC is banking and Warner Brothers is banking everything on Batman. And at the Discovery Investors Call this week, the Warner Brothers director, you know, the CEO of Warner Brothers was like, well, we have Batman. And he's like, yeah, that's, but... we got Batman. <laughs> but if they listen to the fans, we want something other than Batman. I don't even really like Batman a whole lot. It's I'm kind of over Batman, especially like after Gotham, like the show, after that show finished. I'm like, yeah, I think I've gotten my uh, fix of Batman. I think I could move on and, ex you know, expand my horizons. I, you know, I thought Gotham was really going to go places, but I mean, it just kind of. Where could it go? Where, yeah, I... it, had to, it had to stop where it stopped. I actually had a great friend, uh, Noah Schultz. Uh, he was one of the stuntmen and actors for Gotham in a couple of episodes. Uh, towards the middle and end. So, see, I couldn't, I couldn't get invested in Gotham because I know where those characters' stories end up. There's no drama for me. There, the, you know, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no depth. There's no real conflict. I mean, we know that Bruce Wayne is going to become the Batman. He's not going to die. We know Jim Gordon's not going to die. I, I was excited to see the buildup to that, like they did with Smallville. But the problem with it that I had with Gotham was them bringing in all these characters, twisting the stories around, and completely ruining everybody's storyline. Here is the other big difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel has a connected, integrated universe. Mm -hmm. Their TV shows feed into the movies. The movies feed into the TV shows. And even more so since Kevin Feige took over everything. It was a little bit disjointed with Netflix and with the ABC Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 
and and in humans and but Kevin Feige took over everything TV and movies and now comic publishing and so everything is getting connected and now they're connecting the Netflix shows to the MCU everything is one storyline one umbrella whereas the DC universe is very disjointed none of it connects to the other you got suicide squad over here you got gotham over here you got batman over here you got justice league down here you got the flash movie is it going to happen isn't going to happen is it connected isn't it is it going to reboot everything is, oh, is suicide squad dc yeah yes. yeah okay see i didn't know that you should put one of those up <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know what it is i i honestly feel like marvel's so integrated like you said right and with dc not being integrated like marvel it kind of gives you like the human perspective like hey you know there's always something else happening on the other side of a town or the world so it kind of like i think for me because i'm a very deep person it brings me in depth um to like the idea of like humanity i guess um and with Marvel, it's just like, it's like a continual storytelling, like in wrestling, like show after show, like the story builds and it keeps going. So I, for me, that's, that's how I look at Marvel and DC. It's just different spectrums, but it still has a part of me. Now, Willow- well, that's another reason why I actually like DC is because it's a standalone story a lot of times. And I don't have to be invested in movie after movie after movie or story after story or show after show or whatever i can just watch smallville and watch superman's origin story you know like that's fair there, there, there's nothing wrong with that but hardcore just, yeah, fans well, want more yeah well yeah but i can't remember all the stuff from marvel like i try you guys i really try and, and then like there's something else that i'm like well where the heck did that come from i didn't even know that was a thing and I mean, it's just... And then, and then Brian says, well, that happened 32 movies ago. Yeah, he does. And it's taken from issue number 181 of The Incredible Hulk, where he fights Wolverine for the first time. But before you meet Wolverine, <laughs> you meet this other character, and she uh, talks to Bruce Banner, and that's the... Impo- uh, yeah. I yeah. know. I'm like, I'm like, really? Why aren't you on the show? Why am I here? Because you know all of this stuff. But he's the one that tells me you need to watch this and talk about it on Saturday. <laughs> he's, a, he's a good man. Willow, he's, he's, you were about to say so. He's something. a manager. He's a manager. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I just, when it comes to DC, like, I yeah, like, I, I love I love the Superman stuff. I love, the, I love the Batman stuff. I'd like to see them focus a little bit more on Wonder Woman and uh, what her story is and um and i i would really i wish i wish that we could see the batgirl movie like that i i know we don't want to get too involved in that discussion but for those of you who don't know this week uh warner brothers shelved the batgirl movie which was being produced for the hbo max platform it was 90 percent done um, they'd already spent Brendan over- Fraser, everyone. Really? Brendan Fraser was set to be in that film. And Michael oh, Keaton man. as Batman. What? Yes. Oh, they and, gave and, and, I love Michael Keaton. And that. and um it was it was 90% done. They'd already spent seven million dollars, seventy million dollars, seven zero million dollars on it, and they shelved it completely. 
it will Why? never see the light of day. Why? Because all, they said all it kinds was, of excuses. Yeah. Yeah. It, and that's all it is, is his excuses. Well, no, here's here's what it boils down to. The the tax write-off that they are going to get from claiming the $70 million loss is more valuable than the revenue that they'll make by releasing the movie. How it's the that? same thing that happened when Bain Capital bought Toys R Us so that they could liquidate the company to sell the real estate that the stores were sitting on because the land was worth more than the retail revenue. And that's what's going on with the DC movies. And I, they and did that's not what target did up in Canada. Well, sorry, go on. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, and they, they shelved the Scooby-Doo sequel Scoob to a haunted holiday as Tony, I says, um, there's no a, rule. Yeah. Like, that is it, terrible. So they got to enjoy the set. They got in, they got to enjoy the experience and create something amazing. And you're just going to leave it on the shelf like a statuette that you bought at Comic-Con in 2014. Like that is yep. hey, look, oh, somebody so who has done acting and they cut several of the scenes I did. Dude, that's legit. Like all of your work that you put into this and nobody will ever see it like that sucks <laughs> where's, michael, where's michael keaton i need to have a, i need to yeah. know how he feels about this yeah where are I would you love to know Who? what the actors feel about michael it keaton. sorry oh. i can't I speak i can't speak english <laughs> i got so <laughs> when i get mad like my tongue gets so tongue-tied because this is this is stuff that i love like even watching the show on cw i was like i feel like they could have done more on cw and bring the show to life but they want to have a main character change like oh now, now, so let's let's talk about the Flash for just a minute. In the Discovery Investors call, they said they are still going forward with the Flash uh, theatrical release, despite continual, continual controversies with Ezra Miller. And now, did you guys hear what came out this week? He was running a sex cult. Oh no! And and they're still going to release this movie. Why not push it back to 2025, refilm all of his scenes with Grant Gustin from yes. the CW Flash? Yes. And fans would be I will, over I will the love moon that. excited about that. I would love that. And it would eliminate the controversy. But they're still going forward with releasing this movie thinking. They're praying and hoping to God that all of the controversy with Ezra Miller just gets forgotten by 2025. They've pushed it back now two two times, and now it's no. pushed back to 2025. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. <laughs> I was thinking exactly that. Oh wait, wait, wait! Hold on. George says the final budget for Batgirl was 90 million, and WB saved 20 million for not releasing it. Um, and then, what is it with DC actors and sex cults? So. Right? They're not you, so perfect, are they? That's Tony I is asking that. You guys, Dee, do you know what they're talking about there? No. So you were a fan of Smallville, the girl who played Chloe. Oh, yeah. No, she I she ran I, a sex cult. I yes, I watched that whole entire series on that. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Heartbreaking. I it had such pretty, a crush on her. I, I was, yeah, I was. I can believe she did everything that she did and I, even admitted to doing everything that she did. I'm starting to wonder about uh, DC executives. Well, I mean, in like, so Aquaman's DC, right? Yes. 
Okay, so all that crap with Amber Heard and Johnny mm-hmm. Depp. I mean, yep. golly, what is it with all the DC people? Listen, I, <laughs> I will be more than happy to be side by side. <laughs> and, and be an... I don't think... Oh, man, never mind. I saw the trial. I'll be happy to that. take over. I don't run any kind of sex cults. So we're good. <laughs> I, I will be in any of the movies. <laughs> I will look good as a redhead. I'm just saying. Listen, I don't. Ivy Roman as Mira in that slinky bodysuit and i got a bigger (laughs) butt so i'll make the suit pop just saying (laughs) i can be lois lane she can act i can act yeah oh and 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 george bueller brings up the fact that there was going to be another green lantern movie but with army hammer um and it was killed off after his um sexist misogynistic troubles he he talks about yeah he he's done some freaky stuff Freaky, freaky stuff. He's a freak, super freak. Doing DC movies. It'd be the DC execs. Like, maybe they just need some new execs. Think, yeah, I think they need a redo. Call I, I, think, redo I think DC execs. just needs to take a breather for maybe a couple years. Just to re- I could be wondering out where they're going. I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and just figure out who who to align themselves with that are better people. Well, so here's the thing I think everyone can agree with. The biggest difference between Marvel and DC besides the comics in the movies is that Marvel makes great live action movies and DC makes great animated movies mm-hmm, yes. and animated projects. Yeah, they do. And Warner Brothers needs to focus on that. Be the best at that yeah. and make a lot of money. And I'm going to go see um, Legion of Super Pets, the, the League of Super Pets today, Ooh. because everyone has told me it's phenomenal. And it's DC animated Warner Brothers movie with Crypto the Super Dog. I might see that tonight. Yeah. So, in the anyway. rock, the voice of that. Yes. Yeah, The Rock and isn't Kevin Hart. Uh, Kevin, Kevin Hart, Hart is the Bat Dog, and um, I love them. I, I my 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 life goal is to have tequila with The Rock and bourbon with Kevin Hart. But I feel like Kevin Hart would just drink the tequila because he probably can't handle bourbon because of his height. <laughs> so in that case, what are you saying? Am I, are you saying I'm a short man? <laughs> <laughs> I can see you eye level, Kevin. <laughs> We're here. We are here. Here's the question I have. Speaking of movie remakes, there's only one movie remake that I can justify happening. And that is a remake of Twins with The Rock and Kevin Hart. Why has that not happened yet? Yeah. That would be cool. I yeah, see that. I, that would be cool. Listen, the rocks people are all over the place, so you never know if they're watching. <laughs> the rock would be like, "Hmm, another one." <laughs> <laughs> well, so at San at San Diego Comic Con, the Rock spoke out about how great he thinks Henry Cavill is as Superman, but he came short of saying that they're doing another Superman movie. And on the Warner Brothers Discovery Investors call. There's no mention of any Superman property in the pipeline at all. Henry Cavill as Superman is dead. Here is my prediction. Here is my prediction. You're going to make me cry. No, 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 no. This is better. 
they're 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 casting the Fantastic Four movie right now. Yeah. Kevin Feige said John Krasinski as Reed Richards for Multiverse of Madness was just to it was fan service. It was to give the fans, you know, their their fan casting. My prediction is Henry Cavill will be cast as Reed Richards and Melissa Benoit, who was Supergirl on the CW, will be the invisible woman Sue Storm. That's my prediction. Mark the time I made that prediction. It's going to happen. August 6th. (laughs) It's 10, 12 Eastern time. Eastern. Oh, my God. We are over the hour, Johnny. Okay, so I do have a question. (laughs) Fantastic Four. Is that DC or Marvel? Marvel. That is Marvel. Okay, I really liked Fantastic Four. And I cannot believe that there's not more anything. There's like, what, two movies and that's it? Three. Three? Yeah. I really well, enjoyed it. I really, I was, I was a big fan. The, the, but... the first two, there's nothing wrong with them. They're and they actually, I, you know what? They were at Universal. They had a whole section. So I should have known that it was like, Marvel. But they did a good job with that. With that, yeah, Jessica Alba. She was, was she was a little she, bit shallow for my taste. I don't, I don't think she had enough time to prepare for that role to actually embody the character because she is amazing embodying Mm -hmm. whichever character she does i don't think she had the time to prepare and she just she she just went with it um but she did her best now george Bueller does say that james gunn makes good dc movies and tv shows but he makes better marvel movies yeah no he does 100 percent. and uh tony i says but is it a Jack Kirby Marvel? I'm not sure what that question means. I'm trying to figure it out. Jack Kirby, for those of you who don't know, was one of the most influential uh, artists for Marvel Comics. He basically defined the look. Him and Steve Ditko, John Buscema, and Don Heck are kind of... And uh, George Buehler says about the Fantastic Four movies, Doctor Doom in both those films was the worst. On the other hand, Silver Surfer was excellent. That is correct. He he is absolutely 100% correct. And you know what I wish they would do more of? I wish they would focus more on the villains and their backstories. Oh, yeah, that would be dope. Bring that to life. Like, we know all the superheroes and we know all their backstories. So why not bring to life, like, how people became villains? You know, I've watched that. That may happen with Dr. Doom, but you're not everyone watching. You're not getting Dr. Doom in Marvel phase five or phase six. You might get him at the end of secret wars at the end of phase six. You're not going to get Dr. Doom until phase seven. We, we need a bit. We need a build up to the big next big villain though. Yes. So yeah, the, next big big, the next big villain is Kang the Conqueror. That's what Marvel Phase 5 and 6 is going to. Uh, You're going to see Kang in his full glory make his first appearance in Wakanda Forever this November. He was the main villain behind Loki Season 1. And we're going to see him actually appear as the Conqueror in Wakanda Forever. And then the next movie in line, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, is going to take a deep, deep dive into introducing him. And then... He is the main villain of Avengers Kang Dynasty and Avengers Secret Wars in 2024. Dun, dun, dun. I would make a great villain. Just saying. You would. 
You would. You guys well, never well, seen well, me mad. You would. <laughs> That's why oh my acting. gosh. Ivy, you would be a great She-Hulk. And really? yeah. Debarty, you would be a great, great Scarlet Witch. Oh, yeah. You would. You know what? I would be a great She-Ra. I would love to make a <laughs> She-Ra movie. <laughs> you would be a great She-Ra, but she's not a villain. She's oh, I a know. hero. I know. It would be a twist. It would be a twist. Yeah, we could do a twist on it and make her the villain. Oh, <laughs> That could be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Well, guys, we are 15 minutes over the hour. And this is what happens when you have fun in the rec room. And this is what happens when people join in and comment. Like Tony I uh, posted, Jack Kirby did most of the artwork for Fantastic Four, right? Oh, okay. And he was a DC yeah. artist as well. So that's where he was going was, oh, okay, okay. will the Fantastic Four movie be a Car Kirby Marvel? And I, I'm going to say yes. When they do it, they're going to do it as a love letter to Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four, just like they did with Thor. Thor is a love letter to Jack Kirby. Anyway, but we could go on and on and on and on, and I could talk about this all day, but uh, I got I got mouths to feed. I got to go to the beach, y'all. I'm trying to get a tan. Because <laughs> er, I look like a strawberry. <laughs> My right leg... I, you guys can't see, but my right leg is red and it has like somewhat of a tan, and then the rest of it is just white. So I have to go even out. I go <laughs> even it out. And speaking of Jack Kirby, Chris Gwen says, "All hail the king." Yes, right. indeed, that is a great way to end uh, the show. So, um, everyone, tell our audience how they can follow, find, and support you, Debarty. Debarty photo, all the social media networks. I'm there. At Debarty Photo. At and Photo. Willow Schuyler, how can people follow, find, and support you? All right here. Just Google Willow Schuyler. You'll find me everywhere. Um, I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch. Um, I'm on TikTok. Um, I'm on Instagram. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> Ivy Roman, how can people follow, find, and support you? You can find me on Instagram, Healing with Ivy. Hit the link in the bio and you'll find all my social media. And don't forget to also like my podcast, Healing with Ivy. Comes out once a month. Awesome. 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 And you can follow, find, and support me at johnpica.com. Or better yet, uh, follow the show at backofthecerealbox.fun. And um, you can uh, connect with us. You can contribute. You can make donations either by buy me a coffee, Patreon, or even PayPal if you want to go that route. Um, but uh, become a supporter. Send us a voicemail. Send us an email if you want to go old school. Connect with us on Facebook and uh, like this episode. Share it. Post comments. Continue to do that. Subscribe. Get on magic whatever. spoons. Get magic spoons, cereal, y'all. Listen, we're not we're not sponsored yet, but we're gonna manifest that we are going <laughs> to be sponsored, and we want our listeners to enjoy the goodness. Order some magic spoon and tell them back of the cereal box sent you. Go Willow. Yeah, I was just gonna say uh, let, let's do a let's do a campaign on uh, social media where you tag them and say, hey, let's get them as a sponsor. We're gonna we're gonna cut up these taste testing as clips, and we're gonna <laughs> post them on Instagram over the next four weeks and tag Magic Spoon, and yeah, so we're gonna do that. We're gonna make that a thing. Let's make it a thing. Ain't no thing. 
do what you want to do. I can't tell you <laughs> who to sock it to. Anyway, all right. So uh, with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to say farewell. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a part of the virtual rec room. As always, if you had a good time, tell two, 300 of your closest friends and family to come share the fun. And until the next time, love you, mean it. Love you, mean it. We'll catch you <laughs> on the back of the cereal box. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Love you. <laughs>